Agencies behind the long-running Manufacturing USA network seek to spur a resurgence in American manufacturing prowess and advanced technologies. But auditors at the Government Accountability Office find the program doesn't really have measurable goals or timelines over which to measure them. Here with details and recommendations, the GAO's Managing Director for Science, Technology Assessment and Analytics, John Newman. John, good to have you on. Good morning. Let's begin with Manufacturing USA. I have interviewed people over the years connected with this program, and I I always need a reminder of exactly what it is and what it purports to accomplish. Why don't you start by explaining it to us? Sure. So the Manufacturing USA program is a network of public-private institutes. These are institutes that are set up to advance different areas of, of manufacturing technology. And by public-private, we mean that the federal government provides some seed money, but then industry, academia, and others are supposed to contribute and eventually take over the institute to, commercialize, you know, to commercialization, to commercialize the products coming out of that and to incorporate them into the manufacturing process. And uh, you know, so the, the idea is to bring together industry, academia, and the federal government to share resources and facilities, um, share um, the research, and, and uh, have collective access to the intellectual property related to some of these advanced manufacturing technologies. For example, 3D printing is a good one. Uh, America Makes is one of the first institutes that was started, and that one is looking to build 3D printing into the U.S. manufacturing process. And do they ever, in fact, graduate and become self-sustaining without federal support? So the, the institutes really have only been in existence for a few years. America Makes is the oldest one and actually predates the, the network that was established by Congress in 2014 through the Revitalized American Manufacturing and Innovation Act. And uh, so most of these institutes are still in the startup phase where they're relying on federal funds to get started, to um, seek membership from companies and uh, universities and other nonprofits. And so some of them are nearing the end of that five to seven year startup period and have to make some decisions about future sustainability. And what they told you is that at this point, they don't feel that they could sustain without continued federal support in general. That's right. There are concerns about being able to remain sustainable without dedicated federal funding. Now, they are eligible to compete for federal contracts and grants on a competitive basis, but they would not have a dedicated stream of funding. And one of the challenges in that is that some of the broader purposes of this act, the reason Congress created it in the first place, the, the program rather, is to uh, reach pretty lofty goals like increasing U.S. competitiveness in manufacturing or creating and preserving jobs. And if institutes don't have dedicated federal funding, the question is, will they really be focused on with the workforce retraining and other aspects that are uh, important to the U.S. economy as a whole, but maybe not as essential to, uh, you know, industry and others that may be focused more on short-term goals. And the lead agency is the National Institute of Standards and Technology at Commerce? That's right. Commerce Department was given a role to coordinate the network of institutes, and that's to put the institutes in touch with each other and also in touch with other federal agencies that can provide um, support and programs that they can help, for example, uh, you know, workforce retraining programs and other things, and also to share the, the best practices across the network so they can increase the, you know, the knowledge that's shared. They also have a role in reporting to Congress on achieving the purposes of the program, which, like I said, have some pretty long-term broad goals like improving competitiveness for the U.S. in manufacturing. And I guess that's really the main issue. By the way, we're speaking with John Newman. He's the GAO's Managing Director for Science, Technology Assessment, and Analytics. Is that the goals, of the specific goals for each of these, I guess there's up to 14 of them now, uh, haven't really right. been carefully articulated. 
Tell us more about yeah, that. So what, yeah, so the, the, the institutes have these broad goals that they're working towards, and so far they focus more on uh, metrics that are focused on uh, output rather than outcomes. For example, you know, the number of members that each institute has or the number of proje projects they're funding, but not outcomes like what progress are they making towards increasing U.S. jobs in manufacturing. And so what we recommended is that the agencies develop short-term measurable targets or goals that they can track their progress towards these longer-term goals. Are there any goals at all that could be held up as an example of a short-term or medium-term goal? Well, number of, um, let's say, uh, number of uh, folks trained in a certain technology area. For example, uh, one of the institutes developed a, a training program for veterans on 3D printing. So that was out of America Make. So that's an example of some workforce training. Now, the, the question is, how do you translate that into a permanent job? That's something that they haven't really done a good job yet of, of measuring. And what is the nature of the companies that are in these consortia, in these public-private partnerships? Are they mostly small businesses, or do you have some of the major manufacturers involved? It's both. You know, there's, there's a focus to ensure that there, there are small businesses involved as well as some of the major manufacturers. So the ma major manufacturers can provide facilities and the um, uh, research, the intellectual property for the research, but then small businesses also contribute in terms of the knowledge in certain particular areas of the technology. And, of course, the report points out that the Defense Department and also the Energy Department are part of this, but one of the leading contributors to whether U.S. manufacturing is, is competitive, arguably, is the EPA. Are they involved at all? They don't have an institute, but you know that's one of the things we have recommended in the past. We did uh, a report two years ago on this program, and we encouraged the, the Department of Congress, Commerce to ensure that it includes other agencies that have technology to, to benefit the institutes and that they estab help establish roles and responsibilities for the different federal agencies that can contribute to the network. All right. So what are your major recommendations then, and who specifically do you make them to? I guess, well, Congress has an oversight role here, but the program participants. Right. So we, we made a recommendation to uh, Commerce, the Department of Defense, and the Department of Energy to develop uh, measurable performance goals with targets and timeframes. Um, and also, we made uh, recommendations to the same three agencies to develop criteria for evaluating the sustainability of their institutes. So each agency has its own institute that it's responsible for funding. And in some cases, like for example, the Defense Department is thinking about continuing federal funding beyond the initial startup period, but it doesn't have criteria for deciding what is the appropriate reason to continue that federal funding. What did Commerce and DOD say to all of that? Well, generally they agreed, although the Commerce Department pushed back a little bit uh, in saying that it doesn't feel that it has the ability, the authority to um, kind of tell what other agencies to do in terms of developing metrics. But we disagreed with that. We believe that commerce has a unique role in coordinating the network and, and that the um, Revitalized American Manufacturing and Innovation Act gave them the specific responsibility to coordinate and report to Congress on the success of the program. So they need to be able to report out on the progress. And by using collaborative practices, they can work with the other agencies um, to develop those metrics and be able to report on uh, on the success of the program. Could one issue with the program be the fact that, in its essence, manufacturing is quite competitive and there's intellectual property in some level that's being created here, and the question could be who gets it and how do you deploy it in a way that everyone has equal access to it? That hasn't been an issue so far, although you know, it could become an issue if institutes no longer receive federal funding. They might be more open to 
including international partners, and that could also open up the, the potential for other countries to benefit from the technology that's being developed through the institutes. So that's something that the sponsoring agencies need to think about as they uh, decide whether or not to continue funding um, some of these institutes. John Newman is Managing Director for Science, Technology Assessment, and Analytics at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. We'll post a link to his report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.